Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. Big one this weekend, guys. A huge, huge slate of games this week. Well, not really a slate of games. It's huge in this state. Both at 6 o'clock Saturday night with uh, Ole Miss at Auburn and State hosting Kentucky. And then it was pointed out to me yesterday, although not everybody in the state uh, is like this as much, but it was pointed out to me yesterday that Huge games on Saturday night. Ole Miss and State fans will then come together, at least some of us anyway, will come together and watch the Saints play a huge game against the Bucks in the Dome on Halloween on Sunday afternoon. What a weekend this is possibly going to be. Now, I don't want to get on here Saturday night talking about a couple of losses, but what a big weekend this is. Important football games, big, big football games for so many reasons at the Plains and in Starkville, and then touchdown Tom coming to New Orleans on Halloween. It's going to be an epic weekend. Welcome in. Sorry I missed you guys yesterday, by the way. My name is Michael Borky, if you're a first-time watcher. Uh, sorry I missed you yesterday. Just had uh, some important business to attend to. Um, <laughs> as James Franklin said, there's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> Did you guys see that video of him? Oh man, he is. Uh, he was asked about other jobs and stuff the other day, signing with Jimmy Sexton, and he did the whole spiel of "I'm committed to Penn State," but there's a lot of moving parts. Ugh. It's like James, look, man, you're terrible at this. Like, you just have to lie, or you do. There's no answer a coach in his position can give that's good enough, right? There's not anything that he can say. Unless he's Mike Tomlin, where it actually is a situation where he is not interested at all, and it's a joke you're even asking him. Like, Mike Tomlin can come that strong because no shot he's leaving the Pittsburgh freaking Steelers for LSU. Like, the that thought is just stupid to even consider. It's total nonsense. But for James Franklin, it's very real. I mean, LSU is a better job than the one he currently has. I'm sure he's very, very interested. And as we talked the other day, you don't hire Jimmy Sexton because you're happy where you are. You hire Jimmy Sexton to get out. I mean, that that's at least at this point. Like, you've got guys that are Sexton clients that are happy where they are. Nick Saban, you know? Like, he's cool where he's at. Uh, but you don't hire Jimmy Sexton in October if you're happy where you are, if that makes sense. Two different things. Anyway, there's nothing good that James Franklin can say that's satisfactory. There's nothing that he can say that's satisfactory. But when you say there's a lot of moving parts, James, man, don't you don't say that. Just say my focus is right here on this team right now. We got a big game coming up this weekend in Columbus. 
That's all. That's not satisfactory either, but it's better than, well, there's a lot of moving parts going on. (laughs) Jeez, man. Uh, So anyway, that's why I missed you yesterday. A lot of moving parts or something like that. Uh, If if that's what was going on with me, I'd come up with a better explanation than uh, than James Franklin. How's that sound? But as you know, it's Friday. It's going to be a bit of a shorter one because it's two questions Friday, only really focusing on Ole Miss and Auburn and Mississippi State and Kentucky. I've got three picks for you as well. I've actually done not too terrible with those uh, lately. By the way, Clemson has not covered a spread yet this year. Clemson has not covered a spread yet this year. That was a bad pick for me last week. They have not covered a spread this year. 0-7 ATS is Clemson. But anyway, uh, I've got the two questions for Ole Miss and Auburn. You can call them keys if you'd like, whatever the case may be. Same thing for Mississippi State and Kentucky. But first, I want to remind you, if you're watching on Twitter, I know uh, a lot of you do, you cannot comment unless you find this on YouTube or Facebook, but find me on YouTube, Michael Borky on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Actually, like the video also, uh, if you don't mind. That would help me a ton. And follow on Twitter if you haven't already. And wherever you get your podcast, Mike in the Morning, or my name should turn up results there. Two questions. Old Miss and Mississippi State. Same thing I do every Friday. Absolutely must do what? Absolutely cannot do what if they want to win the game tomorrow? We'll start with Ole Miss and Auburn. Uh, Ole Miss absolutely must do what if they want to beat Auburn tomorrow, and they absolutely must get, I'll turn a little, better wide receiver play. I think that's the X factor in the game. That's the only thing I'm really focused on in terms of Ole Miss. I think if they do not get more impactful wide receiver play, I do not think they're going to win this game on the Plains tomorrow. Matt Corral needs help. They've run the football well the last three weeks. They did it against Arkansas. Matt Corral himself ran it well against Tennessee. And obviously, you guys saw what they did to LSU. They've run the football well, and they've won these games in large part due to the fact that they have run the football as well as they have. I think that Auburn, it's not a think thing. It's more of, it's just obvious. In these last four games, including this one, so Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, and now Auburn, Auburn's the best team of these groups. I mean, Auburn has beaten LSU and Arkansas, and they beat Arkansas on the both of them on the road, right? They beat LSU and Baton Rouge and Arkansas and Fayetteville. This is the best team of these four that Ole Miss has seen so far this year. I think Auburn is more equipped to limit Ole Miss in the running game than LSU, than Tennessee, than Arkansas. This is the toughest challenge of the four. They absolutely can beat Auburn, especially if the suspension rumors are actually true, if there's any truth to them at all, we'll see. Um, I think they can win this game, but they're not doing it without Matt Corral getting some help from his wide receivers. Even with Ben Brown out, the offensive line has showed you that they've got some rotational pieces that are adequate, that they can still open up running lanes, they can still protect and run the football. The issue with Ole Miss is wide receiver play, and I don't think they're winning by just running the football Tomorrow night, Corral needs help from somebody not named Ontario Drummond. He can be your primary guy. He will be the primary guy. But somebody else has to step up and consistently get open, uh, maybe stretch defenses vertically, uh, stretch Auburn vertically so Drummond can can cook underneath. Jacor Pearson, somebody has to step up, get open, and then when the ball is thrown their direction, actually catch 
the freaking football. That's the X factor in this game for me is wide receiver play. Ole Miss needs to get somebody, somebody to produce catching the football. Maybe it's Jerry and Ely. Maybe they, you know, line him up in the slot some or get him to run routes out of the backfield. He and Parrish both. You know, maybe it's Casey Kelly. Maybe they get uh, increased production from the tight end position. He's capable. It has to be somebody, though. Matt Corral needs help. They need to be balanced to win this game to me. They have to be effective through the air and emphasize it as well as the running game. They're not going to win the way they did last week, in my opinion. They need help from the wide receiver. So they absolutely must get better wide receiver play. They absolutely cannot, and at this point, I don't even know if it's possible for this team, um, kill themselves with penalties. Eventually, playing the way they have, being penalized the way they have, is going to catch up to them. Uh, I've seen we talked about it on the radio some yesterday. I mean, Ole Miss is the most penalized team in college football, and there are some excuses. Uh, the speed in which they play leads to some of that. They also run more plays than most people, and so if you have more plays, you're going to have more penalties. But you're not eventually, you're not going to beat an SEC West opponent when you have been penalized more than 10 times for over 100 yards worth of penalties. I don't think that you're gifting Auburn a football field and a quarter's worth of penalties in winning this game. Uh, I think they're going to be fine uh, defensively. I know Bo Nix is a, a kind of a unique challenge. He's a good athlete, but so was Hendon Hooker, uh, by the way. It almost was really able to limit them. Auburn runs the football well. Auburn's offensive line is quite good. Um this Again, this is the best team that they've seen in this stretch of, of four games, no doubt. But I think defensively, they're going to be fine. Uh, they're healthy. They're playing well. They're playing confident. Um, I think they'll be able to get pressure. Uh, Cole Kubelik knows a hell of a lot more uh, about trench play than I do. Uh, but I have seen an Ole Miss team uh, the last few weeks really get after the passer. They're second in the SEC in sacks now. I think they've found something and they're playing confident. Uh, the defense is going to be fine. I don't think that's the X factor. I think they're going to show up and play well and, and be able to give themselves a chance to win. What you're not going to be able to do is have 10, 12, 13 penalties, whatever it is, for 125 yards, 130 yards, and win this game. They have to be better before the snap. And especially, you can't have something like the, the Arkansas game was close and fun and all that. They should have buried Arkansas if not for a lineman downfield penalty. They should have buried Arkansas. Uh, what was it? Drummond caught a little hook route for a first down. That would have, it felt like that right there would have sealed the game. But lineman downfield forced Ole Miss to give the ball back to Arkansas. Arkansas scored it. And you know how that happened after that. Um, it's not just that they're penalized, it's when they're penalized. It's holding calls on long runs or passes. It's linemen downfield on a pass that would have sealed the game. It's when you're trying to go for it on fourth and one and you fall start, so you have to punt the foot. Those kind of penalties. It's not just that they have them. It's the timing of them have been pretty bad. So Ole Miss absolutely cannot be penalized the way they have over the last few weeks and expect to win this game. Matt Corral needs help uh, from his wide receivers. I think the defense is going to be fine. The running game is going to be fine, but Corral needs help. They absolutely have to have receiver help and they absolutely cannot get penalized. They absolutely cannot get penalized the way they have and win this game to me. There's just no scenario in which they're beating Auburn with 130 yards worth of penalties. No way. No way.
Brett says, random fact, all SEC teams that Ole Miss has played so far lost their next game. I don't see LSU breaking that streak. Um, Honestly, this is going to sound bad, but hey, I'm transparent with you guys. I'll admit when I know or do not know something. I don't know who LSU's next game is. So I'm looking that up right now. I'm stalling because I don't know. I'm willing to admit that. I'm willing to admit that. Uh, So they have a bye this week, actually. Let's see who they play in week 10. I should know this. I don't. It's embarrassing. Oh, they're in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) LSU's not breaking that streak. (laughs) No shot. No shot at all. Uh, That's fine. I I did not know that. That uh, That's interesting. Now, Tennessee had to play Alabama. And I'm now LSU is as well. Tennessee did play well. The, as we talked about Saturday night, if you were here, the, the box score, the final score wasn't telling of what that game was actually like. Tennessee looked capable in Tuscaloosa until they, they didn't. But they played well after that. Garrett says, so many rumors on receiver health. I don't think that uh, Ole Miss will get Mingo back until 2022. Hoping Braylon is okay soon. Yeah, Man, you get. I've I've tried, and I, I know I'm not a journalist. I don't cover the team like in that way. You know, commentator versus reporter, different things, whatever. Um, but I have tried, and I know others have tried to get information, and it's near impossible from that program. And, and just like this, I, I've this week I've talked to two people that I think would know this information. One of them told me Braylon Sanders was practicing this week or preparing to play against Auburn, and the other one told me that he has not practiced this week and don't expect him to play. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. So that that's, that's what's going on in my world right now. One person who I would know this kind of thing, Braylon Sanders is preparing to play. Other person who I think would know this kind of thing, hasn't practiced, don't expect him to play. I, I don't know what to make of that. Um, and I don't know about Mingo. I mean, Mingo is still uh, you know, on crutches and, and stuff on the sideline. So if he comes back, it doesn't feel like it's going to be this week. If there's any silver lining, it's that you get Liberty next week. So if Sanders does try to give it a go, you can give him another week off before you have to have him for Texas A&M. And by the way, I've said this five times this year. I'll say it again. If you are an Ole Miss fan that is worried about Liberty, go look at the games that they have played and who they have played and how they have played and stop worrying about it. You don't need Sanders for Liberty. You don't need anybody for Liberty. You're going to beat them by 35-plus points. It's going to be a blowout. Malik Willis or no Malik Willis, it does not matter. Hell, he threw three interceptions and a loss at Louisiana Monroe. It's fine. But anyway, I don't know who needs to hear that, but man, we get texts in the radio show. I had a friend asked me, um, so the conversation came up about tribute videos to Hugh Freeze or whatever when they come next week. And I had a friend ask me, you know, who's having that conversation? We get those messages every day on the radio show, every single day about honoring Hugh Freeze or, oh, I miss him or he'd be great at LSU and Ole Miss is going to regret letting him go. Like we get that, we get that crap every day. It's insane. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's not even, that they need Braylon Sanders to come back and catch 100 yards worth of passes. Just his presence, the threat of the deep ball, changes the way a defense 
has to approach Ole Miss. They just need him on the field, even if it's he's not the primary target or whatever. They need the threat of him taking the top off to really open up things underneath where, where Ole Miss is really feasted uh, when he's been healthy and available. But anyway, who knows? Even if it, even if he can't play, they just need somebody else to be effective at all, uh, whose name is not Dontario Drummond. For Mississippi State and Kentucky, Mississippi State absolutely must limit big plays. Um, I think at this point we know who Mississippi State is uh, offensively. We know that Will Rogers is going to be efficient. We know that they are not going to be explosive. We know that they're not going to score a lot of points. Even with the Vanderbilt game, Mississippi State's offensive average and output is quite, you know, pedestrian. It, that's just the truth, and that's not that's not a knock or whatever. I, I, I know there are some fans that get upset that we don't consider Will Rogers as the best quarterback in the SEC because he has the most stats. It's a volume thing. It's not an ability thing. I, I know you love your guy, but let's be honest about Mississippi State's offense. That's what they are. They will be efficient. They will not be explosive, and they're not going to score a bunch of points. That's just what they are this season, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that because you can still win games with this formula. If you limit big plays from Kentucky, if you mud muddy that game down a little bit like you did in College Station, like you did when you played NC State, you can absolutely win this game, but it has to be from limiting big plays. I think you are going to see often Mississippi State have uh, man coverage, one-on-one matchups against Kentucky's receivers because Kentucky's going to try to run the football. And they're going they're going to try to run the football, and I think they're going to have at least moderate success. I know State's front six is quite good. I mean, they, they really limited Texas A&M in College Station. Like, good units do that. Um, that's what they are. But even still, with Kentucky's emphasis on doing it and their ability against most teams to, to do it and do it well – State's going to have to play downhill some. And so there's going to be a lot of pressure on the secondary to win one-on-one matchups and limit big plays. That's how Kentucky can beat you. Uh, They're going to run the football, pound the football, pound the football, pound it, and then throw it over the top. And uh, Levis is certainly capable. I'm not as high on him as some people are. Uh, I mean, people talk about him like he's the, the second coming of Peyton Manning or whatever, and he's fine. It's just we've watched such bad quarterback play at Kentucky for so long competence blows our mind Uh, but he is capable he's absolutely capable of beating you over the top so limiting big plays because you likely aren't going to have very many that's just who you are at this point Um, that's how Kentucky has beaten teams as they've run the football right at you physical physical and then boom beat you over the top so it's a big day for state secondary on making sure that while they're having to play downhill and focus on the run while they're likely going to have to have a bunch of uh, one-on-one matchups, winning those is going to be a key for Mississippi State. I think they're capable of doing that. I, I really, when I first saw the line, I was a little surprised. The more I think about it, the more I think this is a pretty evenly matched game. Kentucky plays a style of offense that State can stop. We've seen it in College Station a few weeks ago. Kentucky plays a style of offense that State can stop but they got to win their one-on-one matchups, and we'll see if they're able to do it. Mississippi State absolutely cannot turn the football over. That is the key here. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to very closely resemble A&M and NC State, where it's it's kind of a muddy football game, not a lot of explosion, 
uh, fast game as far as like the amount of time it takes to actually play the game because uh, Kentucky's going to run the football in states quite efficient with the the underneath stuff that they do offensively. Um, they cannot turn the football over. Will Rogers cannot make mistakes in this game. He, he made a couple. Uh, his two interceptions were not two mistakes. One of them was a tipped ball, but there was another ball that should have been inter- intercepted that was not on a poor decision from Rodgers. He cannot make those decisions this week, and he cannot hold on to the football too long this week. State's offensive line is getting a little bit better every week. At least it feels like it. Alabama game notwithstanding, they're protecting him better. He cannot make mistakes, and they cannot allow Kentucky to get pressure with three. There's your formula. That's the formula to stop Mississippi State. That's your formula for them to win games this year. I said it after NC State. This is a very... uh, I don't want to say it's a a football team that's easy to predict because that's oversimplifying a complex sport, but you know what Mississippi State is. They have their identity. This is what they are, and it's really unchanging. And the factors in every game they've played is pressure and turnovers. If they are turning the football over, they're not going to win unless they're playing Vanderbilt, who is a glorified high school team. If Rodgers is not turning the football over. If he's being efficient without mistakes, they play good enough defense, and they score just enough to win these games. It's so simple. If Rodgers is efficient and protects the football, they're going to win the game. If he makes mistakes, if he holds onto the football too long, if Kentucky's getting home with three, they lose the game. That's simple. It is really that simple for uh, for Mississippi State. Miles says, if uh, insert name is able to go this weekend, do you sit them no matter what? Uh, against Liberty, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. If if Braylon Sanders for Ole Miss is able to play and plays the entire game this week, I don't play him next week because he's. I mean, he's been injury prone anyway, and he's battling through injuries. Even if he, even if he does play and is able to finish the game, I sit him. I do. I mean, you're you're beating Liberty regardless. Um, you need him for Texas A and M. Maybe they don't approach it like that, but that's how I would. Tommy says, Chance Lover, Titch for Heisman. <laughs> uh, he can sling a little bit. He can uh, he can sling a little bit for sure. But uh, he took advantage of his limited reps. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, everybody loves the backup, don't they? Yeah, everybody loves the backup. But it, it's that simple for State. Protect the football. Protect Will Rogers. You win the game. If he doesn't, if you don't, you lose the game. It's it's so simple. Uh, and that a lot of that has to do with your lack of explosion. You don't have it. Red zone offense is a big key in this game as well. State is honestly not very good um, in the red zone, and that's a huge part for them because they don't score from distance. Uh, they don't have 50, 60-yard pass plays, or they don't run the football ever. But, that hell, they don't even really have 40 and 30-yard pass plays that often. They, they don't score from a distance. So they're in the red zone often, and they either don't execute or or the field shrinks, and so the defense shrinks, and it's harder uh, to, to run your concepts and get guys open and score in the red zone. That's another key in this game is once they get there, they've got to finish. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> and just need Will Rod- Willie Raj to throw to open guys. You got this, my guy. All right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, down the field, push the ball vertically a little bit. Same thing that you say every week uh, about him. But it's all about limiting mistakes. That, that's that's what it is. It's going to be a low-scoring game, a physical football game. Just 
play within yourself, don't make mistakes, and and you'll win. And you'll win. All right, I got three picks for you. One of them you guys are going to throw up at, honestly. And, and I don't even like it either. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. Uh, I am taking Michigan State minus four at home, or excuse me, plus four at home. Michigan is a road favorite uh, in East Lansing. So I'm taking Michigan State plus four. Uh, I, I mean, this is the first time this year Michigan's getting really tested also on the road. And, and Kenny Walker is three yards away from being a 1,000 rusher. So uh, I think this is going to be an ugly football game. A really fast game as far just like what I said with, with State, it's going to be a fast game as far as how long it takes to play the game. But running games, defense, low scoring, I, I like Kenny Walker a lot. I, I think the atmosphere is going to be fantastic. Um, Michigan State defensively I think is very good. It's going to be a low scoring game. The under is probably a really good play here. Uh, it's 50 and a half. I think the under is a safe play. But if you're giving me four points, Four points for uh, for Michigan State at home with Kenny Walker, that running game, that defense. I'll take the four points for that team at home. And uh, we'll see if Mel Tucker is able to earn some favor with LSU fans by getting a win uh, in this one. This is the pick I, I hate that I'm making, but Florida plus 14. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I picked Florida two weeks ago. And that didn't work out. I know how that sounds and how it looks. It's it's two touchdowns. I think Dan Mullen is going to have a great plan, especially with an off week between then and now. I, I know what that sounds like. I, I know what it is. And I feel stupid for picking it. But something in me says that this is going to be a game that is closer than the experts think. I like Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to be the guy, and he's going to be effective, and Mullen can still scheme up people. Yes, Georgia is more talented than Florida by a long shot. I know how stupid it sounds, but I am going with Florida plus the 14, and I will regret that tomorrow night when I talk to you, I'm sure. Big line, big line in Columbus, but Ohio State minus the 18 and a half. Uh, Clifford was not healthy last week. They're saying he will be this one. I don't think it matters either way. Penn State cannot score, especially not uh, to the level that Ohio State will. I think James Franklin is clearly distracted. Also, you've got a distracted Penn State team coming off an embarrassing loss where they couldn't score on Illinois in Columbus, raucous environment at the horseshoe, and Ryan Day in that offense has just put up stupid yards and points. They are clicking on all cylinders. Ohio State is the most impressive team in the country right now, not named Georgia. That's Ohio State. They're playing extremely well. Stroud is playing extremely well. He has inserted himself in the Heisman conversation with uh, a lot of stat padding against bad teams, but Ohio State looks really good. They can score at all levels in the horseshoe. Distracted Penn State coming off a bad loss. Clifford's not healthy. Even if he is healthy, I don't think it matters. Uh, Ohio State minus 18 and a half. Big line, don't care. They're covering those right now so those are your three picks for the uh the weekend michigan state plus the four florida florida plus the 14 and ohio state minus 18 and a half should be a great weekend i mean we've got a lot of compelling football this weekend guys not just the two games here which are interesting as hell uh, both at six o'clock the biggest games of the season 
But before that, I think we've got some compelling football as well. So you get a little appetizer to your stress on uh, on Saturday night. I know, Sid, I know, Florida, with a bunch of question marks, he says, come on, man, I know, I know, I know. It feels weird to say, but that is, that is yes, that's a, a pick I'm making. My money is going where my mouth is, and I'm, yes, I know how stupid it is. But I'm on a, I'm on a bit of a hot streak. With the exception of Clemson, I'm on a bit of a hot streak right now, so I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling risky. But I mean, you've got Michigan, Michigan State, a top ten matchup in what will be a great. The visuals in East Lansing will be fantastic. Rivalry game, two undefeated teams. Can't wait to watch that one. Um, I was at Wisconsin. If you love punts, then then that's the game for you. Uh, Texas is at Baylor, which is an interesting game. Those are all at eleven o'clock. So you know, pick your poison there. You've got Georgia, Florida. Uh, which Florida's going to cover, I hope. Um, Texas Tech, Oklahoma might be marginally interesting. And then we've got our games here. And that's that's not bad, right? That's not bad at all. I am excited about the 11 a.m. slate, which doesn't happen very often. So anyway, uh, y'all enjoy your weekend. Don't forget, I will be live tomorrow night. After the game's in, so it, it will be late. It will be very late because I will wait until both games are over. And uh, whenever that is, whenever the second of the two games ends, I will go live right here. I mean, immediately after both of the games are officially over, we'll fire it up here. So don't miss it. Uh, tomorrow night, the second the games are over, I will be live here on YouTube with you recapping the weekend specifically those two games of uh, of course hopefully talking about a couple of wins that would be a lot of fun tomorrow night so don't forget to subscribe i'll see you then and uh, y'all enjoy your day and i'll talk to you tomorrow night Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.